All right, who's ready for some word? Open your Bibles, open your phones, your apps. We are going to look in Matthew chapter 5. And Matthew is one of the first gospels that you'll read in the New Testament. Matthew 5, chapter 8, we're actually going to be looking at um, what Jesus taught and what is referenced to are the Beatitudes, which some say they should be our attitudes in life to help us flourish. And he says in Matthew 5, chapter 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So we see there's this correlation with purity and sight. I want you to remember and see that. I like the Passion Translation. It says, What bliss you will experience when your heart is pure. For then your eyes will be open to see more and more of God. Jesus wants you to see more and more of him. Every day, all around you, in your marriage, in your family, at your job, in nature, he wants you to see more and more of him. And if you put your faith in Jesus then he's probably already opened your eyes to begin to see that all around you. A.W. Tozer says, The most important thing about you is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about God. So I want to ask you that. What is the first thought when you think about God that comes to your mind? Is it that he is a promise giver, a bearer of promise? Is it that he's loving and kind and compassionate? Or is it that he's a judge and he's a rule giver? How do we see him is very important to our own spiritual growth. Let's pray. Father, we want to see you. We thank you that we've already felt you and experienced you this morning in worship and that you're here with us. And God, that you're longing and desiring to pour more of yourself into us. Lord, would you open our eyes to see more of you? Would you help us to live a life that's just worthy God that's holy before you that longs and desires for more of you in Jesus name amen Amen. well every year we do the 21 days of prayer and fasting we kick off in January we do it again in August when the kids are going back to school kind of resetting for the fall and I like to take this time as well not only to ask God like what can I give up what can I fast but also to do kind of a physical detox cleanse I know there's lots of different things out there some people are doing whole 30 keto Daniel fast all different types of fast I like to um, I drink different detox teas I do um, different things that just flushes out all the impurities in my bloodstream and body and reset your body for the new year um, just to be healthy um, and I realize not only is it good to take physical inventory of kind of like getting rid of all the toxins in your body, but it's also a great time to analyze and look within on how we're doing spiritually. What are we doing to grow spiritually? How are we being nourished? And as we look back at this scripture, it says, what bliss we'll experience when our hearts are pure. And we see this um, idea of purity all throughout the Bible. In fact, in the book of Psalms, in in chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, it says, who then ascends into the presence of the Lord. And who has the privilege to entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure. And so we see this idea of our heart being pure. And all throughout the Bible, we see this word for heart 
um, over 900 times. But what it's, not, what it's not talking about is our physical heart that's beating in our chest. Jesus often, when he talked about our heart, used it more figuratively, speaking about our innermost being, the core and the center of our spirit man, our thoughts, our actions, our motives, our attitudes, all that lie within our heart. And so we also see this in the book of Matthew in chapter 22, verse 37. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all of the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you. And some of you know that as love the Lord with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind. And so if you're taking notes today, if you need message notes, just put your hands up. We have these little notes to help you follow along. The first fill in the blank is that Our inner working of our hearts dictate the direction of our lives. And so our hearts and the condition of our hearts is very important. And if you think about it, I begin to think about our hearts in culture and society. Usually when we care about something or we commit to something, we say, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. I like Chick-fil-A, if we have any Chick-fil-A fans. They put, I love when you get finished, you know, eating and they come by to serve you and they want to refill your drink or take your tray and they always put their hand on their heart and they say, it's my pleasure to serve you. But it's something about their hand on their heart that makes it seem so much more endearing, right? If you say to someone, I hold you so close to my heart, right? When we salute the flag, when we pledge the allegiance, we put our hand over our heart. When we're scared or frightened, we put our hand on our heart. When something takes our breath away, we put our hand on our heart. So there's something about our heart that matters to God. In the book of Proverbs, it says in chapter 4, verse 23, so above all, which means this is really important, okay, guard your heart, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are, and pay attention Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being from, for from there flows the wellspring of life. I know when I was a little girl, I was fortunate enough to be raised in church, but I remember being in Sunday school and singing that little song, oh, be careful little ears what you hear, oh, be careful little eyes what you see, you know, oh, be careful little mouth what you say, you can just keep singing it forever. But there was something about that, what we let in our hearts and how that affects us. So we're to fill our heart with good things. And we'll think good thoughts. And we'll bear good fruit. And I was just thinking about it. In life, we put filters on everything. Instagram, we filter everything. So why not filter our hearts? Why not filter our hearts? Why not ask and invite the Holy Spirit, come in and show me what's in in there? What needs to come out? Because the healthiness of our hearts matters. And the Bible actually says, in fact, that the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy us as children of God. And he not only wants to kill us physically, he wants to destroy and steal and rob our joy. He wants to steal our happiness. He wants to steal um, all our contentment. The Bible says that godly contentment is great gain. He wants to steal our faith. And so if we're not careful... He will do that if we're not guarding our heart. And so we must examine our hearts daily. I said it, daily. Not once every quarter. Every day, kind of have a heart check and examine what's in our heart. 
Um, Pastor Mark and I, you know, there's times we are human. We are pastors, but we are human. And there are times where, you know, we'll be correcting the kids or something and um, we'll kind of have a heart check with each other and I'll say, I don't like that tone of yours, you know, or, you know, I'm a peacemaker, I'm a type nine, so sometimes when we get in deep conversation, uh, I can come out in all caps really big, um, and he lets me know that, right? And so, as we've been married 15 years this April, um, we've grown in our marriage that You know, sometimes we have to check each other's hearts and call each other up and call each other higher. We actually have on our refrigerator that passage from Corinthians where it talks about we walk in love. We are not touchy. We are not rude. We don't seek our own way, right? We pay no attention and we suffer wrong. And um, we declare that over our lives because we want our hearts to be healthy at all times. And, you know, sometimes when we can get an attitude, because we all can, we can all sometimes start to feel like we have a little edge. That doesn't feel good. And we don't want to walk that way. We don't want to feel. It's almost like feeling unclean. We have to examine our hearts and check to see, are the things that we're allowing into our hearts, are they making us stronger? Are they making us healthier? Are they making us more powerful? Or are they weakening us and actually causing us to go further away from Jesus. So we just don't naturally have pure hearts. We're not. We were born flesh. Um, We live in a fallen world. Our hearts are not naturally pure. And although we were created in God's image, he's the only one that's totally blameless and holy. So we must examine our hearts. Purity must be fought for. In the society we live in, it's almost like we're swimming up, upstream. You never hear anyone talk about holiness anymore or really wanting to live pure. I think we've become more desensitized by all the stuff we see on TV and all the scandals and all just impurity everywhere, right before our eyes, that you never hear anyone talking about striving to live a pure life before God. We see trash talking, we see judgment, we see slander, roasting. My kids always say roasted, toasted, boasted, or something like that. I don't know what they say. You can ask him. They got all these things they say, I don't know. Roasted, toasted, boasted. Even, listen, even some of the greatest men and women that we read about in the Bible, kings, leaders, rulers, prophets... They had to fight to keep a pure heart. We see King David himself, who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. He slept with Bathsheba, committed adultery, then murdered her husband, Uriah. He was the king, yet he fell short. And many people um, that we read about all throughout history, they had to fight to be pure. And so we see David, even in Psalm 51, returning to the Lord and crying out, create an... Create in me a new clean heart. Create in a new clean heart within me. Fill me with pure hot thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. He wanted to please God. He had this desire to please God. And he returned to the Lord. And we see 
Jesus talked about the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 15. He said, there are people who honor me with their words for their hearts, though, are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than empty traditions of men. So we know about the Pharisees. They were rule followers. They were just going through the motions. And we, too, we can go through the motions. Maybe you know that Matthew West song. Do you remember that? Maybe not. We can say the right things, we can give, we can come every week, we can read our Bible, we can know every scripture, but still our hearts can be far from God. Now it's really hard to show up every week and to pray and to read your Bible and not be close to God, but it is easy to fall into a duty and do it out of duty instead of delight. And it's easy to disobey the rules, this is what Jesus was saying, rather than be in intimate relationship with him. And that's what he wants. He wants intimacy. He wants intimate relationship. The Bible actually says in 1 Samuel 16, 7, and this is a well-known scripture, that God looks not on the outward, thank God, but at the heart. That's the way God sees. The way God sees is that the inside is greater than the outside. I was thinking about that, and I thought, man, what, what's better inside than out? How about the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? Come on, you know that song, the Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Roll. <laughs> the inside, that gooey Tootsie Roll, although the outside is sweet and crunchy, but it's, it's about the middle, right? It's better on the inside than the outside. I could say it's true for the blow pops as well. You got to get to the center, to the bubble gum. What about like chocolate lava cake? You cut it and it just flows out. I think we're fasting, aren't we? You can tell. The inside is greater than the outside. And that's the way God sees it. Is it's about what's on the inside. It doesn't matter how you look, what you're wearing, what your status is, how much money you have. It's about what's happening in the inner working of our hearts and if we're close to Him. Listen, God's not looking for perfect people. None of us are. But what He is looking is for people whose hearts are turned towards Him. Jesus, even when he chose, he chose his disciples, people to follow him. He chose a tax collector who was known for lying and cheating and scandals. He chose fishermen who were rough around the edge, who had bowed mouths. He chose Thomas, who was a doubter. He chose totally imperfect people. And he's chosen you. He's chosen me. And while we're not perfect, as we get closer to him, he'll mold us and shape us to become more like him. God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to want to be pure. The Bible says that you catch a fish and then you clean it. That's what Jesus did. He catches us, then he cleans us up. We're not a finished product. He is the potter, we are the clay. And we will forever, until we go to heaven someday, continually be molded and shaped to become more like him. And God is more concerned, like I said, about the direction of your heart. He cares more about your attitude than your actions. He cares more about why you do what you do than the actual act itself. He wants to know what's happening on the inside and the motives behind your heart. And purity, 
will ultimately come and manifest when we're filled and are constantly receiving more of his love. A heart that longs to please him, like David said. Create in me this heart that longs to please you. I want you to write this down. Without Christ, no one can have a pure heart. Apart from him, we're nothing. Go ahead and hand me this box here. Thank God for Valentine's Day. I got me a heart. (laughs) Right there. The Bible actually says in Jeremiah 17, 9, it talks about the condition of our heart. It says the heart is actually the most deceitful thing that there is. It's desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. Only the Lord knows. But he searches all hearts and examines the deepest motives so that he can then give to each person his right reward according to their deeds and how they've lived. So Jesus says also throughout the scripture that our hearts can be troubled. How many know, like I said, the heart is the center. Everything starts in the heart. Everything's cultivated in the heart. And so within our heart, there can be good things in here and there's also bad things in here you're wondering what's in my box aren't you (laughs) he wants us to have a pure heart but we've got to take action steps to become and create and cultivate purity in our hearts and so i'm going to help you this these aren't all the answers but i came up with a few the first thing is we must let it go and don't think of the frozen song but In the book of Ephesians 4, I'm not going to read it all right now, but the whole book of Ephesians 4, 17 through 32, actually says that we must actually rid ourselves of things like this that are in our heart. Anger. Jealousy gets in our heart. Unforgiveness can sit in our heart for a long time and then we become very bitter I know people that have held on to unforgiveness for years and it's still in their hearts greed in our heart sits there lust these are in our hearts pride focus on us as we said hate These are things that if we don't ask the Holy Spirit to come in, will stay in our hearts. And they're not pleasing to God. And I'm making a big mess, sorry. God says we must let those things go. Guess what? It's a choice. It's your choice whether you want to hold on to it. But it does, it can keep us from getting close to God. So we need to rid ourselves of foolish talking, gossip, envy, slander, jealousy, Read Galatians 5, all the works of the flesh. Number two is check yourself. goes on with examination. I thought of that. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm. I got a song for everything. Listen, we must, again, check our hearts. Maybe we need Jesus to come in and do some heart surgery, some mending, some sewing, some operation. Ask the Lord to show you what's in there. Number three, invite the Holy Spirit to come. You'll be amazed what he will do when you invite him in. 
and ask him to help you develop a pure heart. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love and with good fruit in our lives. And the last one, number four, is turn towards God. Like I said, uh, this scripture in 2 Timothy says that we need to run as fast as we can and flee from all ambitions and lustful things and chase after all that is pure. Chase after all that's pure. Don't tolerate it. Don't put up with it. Let's say no to the things that want to steal and rob us. We're all susceptible to being impure. So we need to fight. We need to fight for purity. Married couples, you need to fight for purity. Single people, you need to fight for purity. Students, you need to fight for purity. All of us. Parents, grandparents... Why? Because purity, it's powerful. Purity is powerful. And when we make a decision to turn our hearts to God, what I love the most is that we've been given a promise. This promise that when our hearts are pure, we shall see more and more of him. Our purity determines our perspective. Eyes wide open when our hearts are wide open. Those who are pure in heart shall see God. And one of the greatest joys and blessings in life is seeing him. Seeing him show up in all the you know, little things in your life. Seeing him work in your family. Seeing him come through for you on your job. Seeing him. You begin, your eyes will begin to open. You begin to be aware of him everywhere you go. There's a new song. I wanted to, I wanted to do it today, but I just found out about it like two days ago. And I was like, man, we'll have to do that. And I can't give a shout out, she's not here today, but it was a good share by Julissa, one of our main worship leaders. And it's actually by House Fires. You can write it down in your notes, go home and listen to it. And it's called Open Space. And the lyrics of these songs say, pull me in closer. Man, if we could just pray that every day. Pull me in closer, Jesus. Close to your heart. May I be a reflection of all that you are. My heart is an open space for you to come in and have your way. I'm open. I'm open. My heart is open. My eyes are open. I want to ask you today, is your heart open? Are you willing to say, Jesus, would you come in and show me what's in my heart? What is in there? Maybe I forgot about, or maybe I didn't even realize I'm still hanging on to, that I need to just let go in order to be closer to you. Can you guys imagine what we could see God do at work, in our families, amongst our friends? Because we're willing to see God And create a life and a heart that's steadfast for him. And when we start to see him so much more clearly, how that can affect everybody around us.
I just want you to put your hand on your heart. Let's pray. Yes. Father, we, we want more of you. We love to worship you. We love to see you. We love to hear you. We love to sense you. But Lord, we ask you to come in right now to our hearts. Clean our hearts. Lord, put your finger right on whatever it is in our hearts that we need to repent of or whatever we need to rid ourselves of that's maybe holding us back for more of you. Lord, help us to be pure and holy so we can sit in your presence. You are the best, Jesus. And we just want to be with you, Lord. And we thank you that you said, if we're faithful to ask, that we shall receive. And God, as we cry out for more of you, Lord, that you're going to meet us. Even this week, you're going to speak to us about our hearts and the condition of our hearts. Lord, we know it matters so much. You wouldn't have taught on it so much if it didn't matter. And we want hearts that are beating, hearts that are on fire, hearts that are bleeding for more of you and for more of the things that you care about. Lord, help us to be close to your heart. But we know our hearts need to be right first. So Holy Spirit, come. And cleanse us and heal us, even in places that are wounded in our hearts. We thank you, Father, that you're so faithful when we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.